And now, for the show reflecting on classic radio, Hollywood 360, with your host, Carl Amari. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr, and suits so fine they made Sinatra look like a hobo. This your place, Carl? Yeah, what do you think? Really? It's really awful. But I have a lot of things that are on order. You know, credit trouble. Pay more attention to your schoolwork and listen to the radio. You always listen to the radio. It's different. Our lives are ruined already. The Whistler. will self-destruct in five seconds. Hello, everyone. I'm Carl Amari, and this is Hollywood 360, the radio show that presents all things entertainment, including trivia contests and games, movie reviews, celebrity interviews, showbiz news, and classic radio shows. My co-host is the quintessential Lisa Wolf. In this hour, William Conrad stars as U.S. Marshal Matt Dillon on Gunsmoke from 1953. But first, it's Name That Tune. Lisa Wolf Cohen will play short clips from popular songs. And a Hollywood 360 listener contestant named Max and I will try to name that tune. And these are Who songs, right, Lisa? These are all Who songs. Who's on first? The Who's on first or The Who, whichever you... You prefer uh, the Who was formed in 1964. You guys, um, by the way, Max is in our studio. Hi, Max, and thank hey, you Max. so much for being here. Hello, Carl and Lisa. Pleasure to be here. So you guys get brownie points if either of you can tell either. me, or either. I'm, I'm a fancy girl that way. I can tell me anybody. Do you eat with your pinky up too, like when you're? Wouldn't you like to know? You'll yeah. have to take me out to, to eat <laughs> to find out. All right. <laughs> um, any too of expensive. You, do either. <laughs> With all that wine, you know, it adds up. Do either of you know any of the members of The Who? Oh, Extra no. brownie points. No, I don't. Uh, are we talking surviving members or? Uh, any member, original Who. Well, I think there's Pete Townsend. Oh, yes. That's right. You know, maybe a guy named Roger something or other. Yeah, Daltrey. Roger Daltrey. Roger Daltrey. All right, uh, well, brownie points for Matt yeah, here. Yeah, go, Matt. A couple of members John no Entwist, longer with That's us. true. And Keith Moon. Bonham, Entwistle, yeah. Wow. All right, so here's how it goes. I'm impressed. Well, I, I don't have a chance. Well, that's probably. I didn't true. know any of that. So. <laughs> so I have some clips from some great Who songs. I happen to be a fan of the Who, which is why I chose the Who. And I'll play a short clip as soon as you know the title of the song. Mm-hmm. Shout it out, and my money is on Max. Mm-hmm. All right, here's the first clip. I want it. 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 I guess he wants it. Uh, is this Summertime Blues? No. Oh. I don't recognize this one. I, I, it's right there on the tip of my tongue. Was this from before I was born? Well, they're all before you were born. Oh. <laughs> I, I, um... There it is. Oh, magic it's Magic Bus, Bus written magic by Pete Bus. Townsend, and it was in the uh, My Generation album, and um, it was included on their 1968 album Magic Bus, The Who on Tour. So, well before you and Carl, you were already an adult. All right, by so then. here's what we get. You got a big number. Oh, wait, Let's play some wrong. of the songs Hang from on. the 90s. Hang that's, on. That's, my there, that's for us. All right, we're getting there. All right, so far it's, we're off to a strong start. Let's hear the next song. <laughs> Who are you? You won't get fooled again. There it is. Won't get fooled. Who are you? Won't get fooled again is absolutely right. Written by 
Pete oh, Townsend released. That was the name of the song. I just meant after that first song you played. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I wasn't going to get fooled. <laughs> That's right. And that, too, uh, released in 1971. There is The full version of this song is eight and a half minutes long. Wow. It appears on their 1971 album, Who's Next? Wow. It's how long? Eight and a half minutes is the Man, full version. That is long. That's long for a song. <laughs> I'll say. <laughs> oh man. You like this one? Oh yeah. It's good stuff. I think everybody likes the Max who. is very young, so we keep forgetting. But um, we'll, we'll, he still knows his stuff. Knows more than I do about the who. And about I was the who. and I was already when they formed, I was one, so I should know this. Didn't you tour with the Who? Um, no, that was Black Sabbath. Oh, I was the lead okay. singer for yeah. Black Sabbath. I get them, for a while. Confused. Get them mixed sure, up. Yeah. Sure. All right. So All right. Uh, let's go on. Here's the next song. This is a great song. Oh, uh, Pimbo Wizard. Yes. That was Featured on their 1969 album, Tommy. I got one. Tommy. Tommy Walker, Deaf, Dumb, and Blind Boy. Got one. Right? Here it comes. Show plays a mean pinball. I don't think it's politically correct anymore to say Deaf, Dumb, Blind Boy. Is that true or no? Probably not. Probably not. It's just like, you know, eye impaired or something like <laughs> that. Sight impaired. <laughs> Show plays a mean pinball. All right. Good job. You guys, up. one to one. Tied up. All right. Here's the next song. Another great tune. Bob O'Reilly. Oh, there it is. Wow, Max. There it is. Of course, most people. Call it Teenage Wasteland, right? Which is well, not correct. It's not correct, even though they say the phrase Teenage Wasteland like 250 That's right. times. And it they seems, never once say Baba O'Reilly. I know. It seems like it should be the title, which is what makes this so It difficult. feels like a prank. That's right. It is. On their album, Who's Next, which was my favorite Who album. So This is also on Time Magazine's top 100 list of all-time songs. I'm not I would the assume only a lot one. of their songs are. Yes. It's called Baba O'Reilly? That's right. Baba? B-A-B-A. Baba. 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 Wow. Sounds like an old-time radio character. Yeah, Baba Louie. Baba Louie. <laughs> Sounds like something Desi Arnaz would say. Baba Lou. You could say Baba O'Reilly just as Baba. well. Baba. Good one. All right. Max is pulling two, heavier. Two to one. Here we go. 1967. I know you deceived me, now here's a surprise. I can see for miles. Yes. I know that you have, cause there's magic in life. That's right, another one written by Pete, uh, Pete Townsend. It reached number nine in the US. Are you guys even? Miles, yeah, we're, we're even. All right, so I've got miles one more song. Max, Max, I'm counting on you. This is for all the marbles? This is for all oh, the marbles yeah. and more. I think my score should be weighted because most people in my generation, this band isn't called The Who, they're called Who's That. Yeah, right. We should actually grade Max on a curve a little bit. He is a lot And no pun intended when I said my generation. (laughs) I don't think you need the curve. I'm going to give this, uh, my money is on Max. Oh, no. Money's on Max. You ready? You ready? Oh, boy. Here we go. You know this one. Come on. Who the heck are you? Who the heck are you? Who are you? 
It's who are you, not who the heck are you. Where did the heck come from? I think we said basically the same thing at you the didn't. same time. You said it correctly. I'm willing to call that a tie. I'm willing to say Max no. is the winner. It was, I, it was I, exuberant I, on no, his part. I, he, can, I, can I weigh in on this yes, as please. the co-host? Yes. Lisa, yes. you get an equal vote here. But I'm going to say that I had an extra word in mind, so it's incorrect. Max said it correctly. So I got to give it to Max. Um, you're saying you had an incorrect word? I had an extra word you in my title. You had two extra words. Right. So Max wins. Fair I, and I square. I agree. Max, you are the winner. Meant to be. Fair and square. That's for you. You Here's get all the me. marbles and more. Well, way to go, Max. Thank and all so the much. Twinkies from the other room. That's the real prize. There's a I lot know. of Twinkies There's in there. There's a lot of Twinkies over Several there. Several boxes worth of Twinkies. <laughs> Congratulations, and we appreciate your, your humor. <laughs> Did you know that a Twinkie never... Ever, ever, ever will spoil. Did you know that? You could take a twin. Like, there's Twinkies that were made in the 60s. You can Those eat are today. the ones that we have. <laughs> you can eat it today. Not we're going to find out. <laughs> I will test your theory. <laughs> All right, so great job. Thanks a lot, Matt. All right, man. You're Thank you awesome. Thanks, Lisa. When we come back, it is. We're going to tune into Gunsmoke, so stick around. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. Ready for the greatest adult Western radio series of all time, Lisa? It's got to be Gunsmoke. It wow. is Gunsmoke. Gunsmoke was created by Norman McDonald and John Meston. It aired from 1952 until 1961 on the radio. And they were stories in and around Dodge City, Kansas, uh, set in the mid to late 1800s. And Marshal Matt Dillon was played by William Conrad, who later played Cannon on television. He also played Nero Wolf on television and was in probably more radio shows than anyone, William Conrad. Harley Bear was Deputy Chester Proudfoot. Howard McNear was Doc Adams. Georgia Ellis was Kitty Russell. And Dillon was like me, an isolated man toughened by a hard time in life, you know? Yeah, it sounds a lot weathered. like you. <laughs> it was very weathered, you know? Well, that I can see. He drove, uh, or he rode a horse. I drive a 74 Chevy Nova with no floor. floor. <laughs> so we both had a hard life, you know? Yeah, so. you have, yeah. <sighs> Feel oh, sorry for woe me. is me. <laughs> Where's the violin? There should be a violin playing right now. We need a little uh, Jack Benny. <laughs> it was adapted for television in 1955, lasted until 1974 on TV. What a great series. This is called Word of Honor, January 10th, 1953. William Conrad starring here is Gunsmoke. Around Dodge City and in the territory on West, there's just one way to handle the killers and the spoilers, and that's with a U.S. Marshal and the smell of gun smoke. Gun smoke. Starring William Conrad, the story of the violence that moved west with young America, the story of a man who moved with it, 
Matt Dillon, United States Marshal. Not up there, Mr. Dillon. He's just plain vanished. There's no note anywhere. You sure of that, Chester? Nothing, sir. I looked again all over. Well, it's two days now. This isn't like Doc. Well, I still think he's just gone off on an emergency. Out in the country somewhere. Maybe, but he's always left word before. Hmm. Well, what do we do, Mr. Dillon? I don't know. Might start asking people, Chester. Uh, try the saloons and the store and maybe... Maybe the depot, huh? All right, Mr. Dillon, I'll go right now. All right. Well, well, I do declare. What? Riding right up Front Street as big as life. Why, that old rascal getting us all worried about it. For land's sake, you sure are a sight for sore eyes, Doc. Where in the world have you been at, anyway? Yeah. Hello, Chester. Matt. Hey, you had us worried, Doc. That's so? You've been gone two days. I know. Next time, leave word, Doc. I will. I surely will. If I can. Well, it'd sure save us a lot now, of Now, wait a minute. Wait a minute. What do you mean, Doc, if you can? Just that. If they let me, I'll leave word. Come on inside, Doc. Well, all right, I'm curious, Doc. You want to tell me about it? I can tell you part of it, least important part. I made a promise about the rest. You know how it is, Matt? No, but you tell me. Well, the other night, Wednesday it was, I was peacefully asleep on my couch when a couple of riders tromped right into my office. They said a man was hurt somewhere out past Fort Dodge, so naturally, I got up and I went along with them. Well, then why didn't you leave a note and say so? They didn't tell me exactly where we was going, Chester. But they sure told me not to leave any note. They told you what? Let him talk, Chester. Now, of course, I figured then it must have been a shooting, but my job's to take care of everybody. Sinner and save the like. And so, when finally we got to this place the next day... What place? <sighs> that's part of what I promised not to tell, Chester. But like I was saying, there was a young man there who'd got himself shot in the back. The bullet lodged right in his spine. And I dug it out, and I did all I could for him. And then I just sat there for quite a spell. And then I put my things away. And I walked out into the other room. Well, Doc, how is it? I did what I could... What do you mean? He's dead. The shock of extracting that bullet was too much for him. It's a bad place to spine him. You killed him, huh, Doc? No. No, I didn't kill him. He's dead, ain't he? Look, mister, doctors don't kill people. Murderers Watch do. your mouth, Doc. That boy wouldn't have lived more than a couple of days with that bullet where it was. And whoever put it there murdered him. You want me to shut him up? Not yet. Doc, tell me something. You know that boy in there? I do. Sure. 
And the three of us here, you know any of us? Uh, him? I've seen him around somewheres. Dodge, I guess. Well, that settles it. He ain't walking out of here. Shut up. Know his name, Doc? No. No, I don't. Of course, it might come to me. Let me think now. now you I... don't understand, Doc. He wants to kill you already. Now you're trying to remember his name. That's just going to make it worse. You can't kill a doctor for following his oath? Oh, no. I shot that boy when he tried to get away, and I shoot you just as Don't easy. be a fool. I'm a doctor. And since there's nothing more I can do here, i got to be available to other patients. I've been away too long. Oh, no, what are we arguing about? Sooner we shoot him, the better. What kind of a man are you, anyways? Don't you know I'm the only doctor within a hundred miles of Dodge? Right now, it's one too many. Now, wait a minute. I'm kind of thinking the doc's right. He ain't like an ordinary man. But doctor, well, it's almost like he ain't quite human somehow. He's human enough to tell what he knows that hard-headed marshal he got in Dodge. And we'll have him on our tail, we'll never get our 20000 Uh-uh. Well, I figure it's us or the doc. I'm not interested in what you figure, mister. Right this minute, there may be some woman having a baby and needing me real bad. There may be several folk needing me for help. He's right. We can't kill him. I can't. You'll do what I say and nothing else, here. Oh. Doc, listen to me. If I let you go, will you promise not to tell about anybody you recognized here? And if I don't? Then doctor or no doctor, I'll kill you myself. Yeah, I suppose you would. All right, I'm here as a doctor and nothing else. I promise. Word of honor, Doc? That's my word of honor. Okay, get out. One other thing, Doc. What? You break your word, you tell anybody where this place is or who you saw here, and we'll get to you. We'll kill you no matter where you try to hide. I gave you my word, didn't I? Sure, but don't forget what I said anyway. Don't forget for one minute. We'll kill you or die trying. That's quite a story, Doc. And you played it right smart, if you ask me. Who were they, Doc? Well, tell us. Well, I only recognized one of them, Chester. Besides the man they'd shot. So you said... Uh, have you thought of his name no, yet? No, Chester, you don't understand. I, I gave him a word I wouldn't tell. Yes, but that was just so you could get away. Well, they'd have shot me for sure otherwise, but still I gave my word. It don't matter how or why. But, Doc, they're just a bunch of killers. I know. Leave him alone, Chester. But, Mr. Dillon... Yes, sir. Matt. Yeah, Doc. Wouldn't you do the same if you were in my boots? That'd be a hard choice, Doc. Yeah, I suppose I would. Why, any man would. Leastwise, any man of honor would. I guess I wasn't really thinking about it that way. Yeah, well, I, I'm going to get some sleep. Uh, uh, Matt, that was a good boy they murdered. I... Uh, I hope they hang for it. Oh, Dad blasted him. How are we ever going to find him, Mr. Dillon? I don't know, Chester. We don't even know who they killed. It's funny we haven't heard about it. Maybe nobody's missed him yet. <laughs> Just think. 
Doc could lead us straight to him right now. Well, it isn't making the Doc happy, Chester. No, sir, it sure isn't. I'm going over the Texas Trail, Chester. I'll be back later. Yes, sir. Hey, Sam, bring me over a bottle and a glass, will you? Sure, Marsh. Hello, Matt. Oh, hi, Kitty. You want some help for that bottle? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. I'm only going to have one. You can finish it. Sit down. Oh, my reputation's bad enough without my trying to get around carrying a bottle of whis- bit of whiskey in me. <laughs> there you be. Oh, thank you, Sam. There you are, Kitty. Well, here's the luck. Yeah, I could use some. <clears throat> oh, you didn't come here to drink a bottle of rye, Matt. What's on your mind? Well, Kitty, I was sort of wondering if uh, maybe you'd heard any talk about uh, anybody being missing lately. Missing? Who? Well, that's, that's just the point. I I, I don't know who. <laughs> Well, you're sure not on much of a trail, are you, Matt? Well, a man was shot and he's dead. And I don't know who he was or who did it or where. All I know is that it happened. Well, I'll be done. Well, Matt, I don't know a thing I've heard that it helped. I'm sorry. Yeah, it was just a chance. You know, it's not often a man gets shot around here without everybody knowing about it. Well, I'm glad for that much anyway. Well, thanks, Kitty. Well, good luck, Matt. Yeah. Take it easy with that bottle. Yeah. I'll save it for you. So long. See you, Matt. Those two sound like me and you talking, William Conrad and George You know George what, Carl? Ellis. Nobody sounds like me. Really? I, I think we are unique. We're the, we're the <laughs> cat's pajamas? Um, is sure. That, was that a, is that a saying? Uh, it was. It might be a little antiquated. Does anybody antiquated, say but... cat's pajamas anymore? You do? I I would say that. Really? Carl, you're the cat's pajamas. Do cats wear pajamas? No, but you, do you wear they pajamas? They can wear pajamas. I think they can, right, Mike? Yeah. Do you wear That's pajamas? That's the great Mike Bubble Bath Costello in there. <laughs> Carl, I want to know if you wear pajamas. I do not. Uh-oh. I do not wear pajamas, oh, no. okay. That might not. be more than I wanted to know. <laughs> <laughs> more of Gunsmoke after this. If you enjoy classic radio shows like The Lone Ranger, The Shadow, Jack Benny, Gunsmoke, Dragnet, and Suspense, become a member of the Classic Radio Club. Each month, you'll receive 10 half-hour classic radio shows, along with historical liner notes. The 10 shows will be on five CDs or via digital download, whichever you prefer. You'll also receive an email every week with a digital link to the full five-hour Hollywood 360 radio show and the 30-minute Radio Rarities podcast 
that Lisa Wolf and I co-host. In total, you'll receive 34 Classic Radio shows per month. Become a Classic Radio Club member at ClassicRadioClub.com or call 815-900-7535 to speak to a live operator. Log on to ClassicRadioClub.com or call 815-900-7535. That's 815-900-7535. Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360. It's so much political turmoil happening here and abroad. There's never been a more important time to stay informed and empowered. And National Review is the place to turn for thoughtful, conservative opinion when it matters most. Now, National Review covers the breaking news and cultural trends in our country with a simple goal, uncovering and publishing the truth. Where other media institutions are driven by partisanship and captive to their benefactors and advertisers' progressive agendas, National Review has remained an independent voice committed to to defending American values and right reason. We love National Review here at Hollywood 360, and we think you will as well. So, if you're someone who's looking for conservative coverage, Lisa's going to tell you how you can check it all out for yourself. That's right. Now you can save 60% on any National Review subscription when you go to nationalreview.com slash Hollywood for unlimited access to the best of National Review. That's nationalreview.com slash Hollywood. And don't forget, folks, Classic Radio Club. Go to classicradioclub.com. That's classicradioclub.com. Join and get all the fun classic radio shows Coming your way. Did we pick our Mies meals yet? We didn't. Oh, my gosh. We have to pick our Mies oh, meals. We'll do that right away. Yeah, and you know what? We'll tell you what we picked on Mies meals. And, folks, don't forget, if you haven't tried Mies meals, go to their website, meezmeals.com. Look at what they have. Let's see if they – you should go to their website, see if you can figure out what Lisa and I and Mike are going to pick. That's a great idea. I'll, I'll give you a hint. Lisa – Never orders anything with meat in it. <laughs> That's true. So that, I can just give you a little hint. It narrows things down just a little. I like meat. Mike likes meat. But I like chicken. I mostly order chicken. But I'm sure there's going to be some great stuff. But don't forget, when you order Mies Meals, for the very first time, you get 50% off by using the promo code CARL. So go check out their website. We'll tell you what we're going to order a little later in the show. Mies, M-E-E-Z, meals.com. All right? Okay. Ready for the conclusion to Gunsmoke? Here's Word of Honor with William Conrad. Doc's been asleep for six straight hours, Mr. Dillon. He sure must have been tired. Yeah. Uh, here, Chester, take these letters down to the depot for me, will you? they got to be in Washington next week. Santa Fe pulls out in an hour, sir. I'll put them right in the mail car. Marshal? Why, Jake Worth, why you haven't come into Dodge in the last six months that I know of? I'm here now, Marshal. Oh? Uh, Trouble, Jake? I'd call it that. Well? You know that cottonwood, the big one down at Brandy Bend? Yeah. There's a hole cut down by the roots at the north side of it. I put a sack in that hole this morning. It's got $20,000 in it. 
That's a lot of money, Jake, even for you. It isn't if Hank gets back all right. Hank? That's your youngest boy, isn't it, Jake? Yeah, 18 last month. Yeah. And that's ransom money. Your boy's been kidnapped, huh? He didn't show up the other night, Marshal. Next morning, I found a note tacked on the corrals. Said to leave the money or they'd kill him. Well, come on, Jake. We'll try to get there before they pick up the money. No, Marshal, I won't take any chances. They'd shoot him sure if we did that. You should have told me before you left the money. You should have come here first, you know. You didn't hear what I said, Marshal. I won't take the chance. All I want now is for you to watch for anybody who turns up rich around here. Jake, I want you to listen to me. You listen to me, Marshal. Nobody is going to do a thing till Hank's back safe on the ranch. Not one dang thing. Jake, if they killed Hank, you'd want him hung, wouldn't you? I'll hang him myself if it comes to that. I'll hunt him down like wolves. All right, then let's go. Let's get on to Brandy Ben and wait for him. No. I already told you no. Hank's dead, Jake. They already shot him. And he's dead. What are you talking about? Where is he? I don't know. And how come you know he's dead? I I, I can't tell you. Marshal, I've had about enough of this. We're wasting time here. Come on, Jake. I'll tell you what I can on the way to the river. You better by heaven or one of us ain't never going to get to the river. Jake Worth was known as a hard, hot-tempered man, but he was straight as they come. He'd made one fortune in Texas cattle and another in buffalo hides, and now all he wanted was his ranch and his three sons to work it with him. The Worths were good men. They didn't cause any trouble, and they worked hard. It was hard to tell Jake, but without mentioning Doc, I said what I could. And when we reached the Arkansas, we hid our horses in the clump of bush and worked our way on foot up the big cottonwood. And I stood up and walked out into the open. What are you doing, Marshal? You gone crazy? Come on, Jake. No use to hide now. Oh. That's him there, isn't it? That's Hank? I'm afraid so, Jake. They killed him. They killed him all right. He was a good boy. Had his whole life to live yet. Why did they do it? I gave him the money. Why did they do it? I'm... I'm sorry, Jake. Marshal, I've been kind of confused by all this. I swallowed your story on the way down here. But I want the truth now. Every bit of it. That's all I know, Jake. Hank tried to break and one up and shot him. But we'll get him. I'll take care of myself as soon as you tell me who they are. I don't know who they are. Don't lie to me, Marshal. You know a lot you're not telling me. What's going on with you, I've anyway? I've told you all I can, That's Jake. my boy lying there, Marshal. He's been murdered. And if I didn't know you so well, I'd begin to think maybe you had something to do with now, it just yourself. a minute, Jake. I know you're then, upset. Then but... why don't you tell me? Because the man who told me about it had to promise not to name anybody. That's why. What man? Who is he? I'll, I'll get it out of him if, if I have to cut it out. Yeah, I know. That's why I can't tell you who he is. What kind of a lawman are you, anyway? 
I've told you all I can, Jake. No. No, you haven't. Marshal, I don't believe your story about nobody. Promise nothing. You know who done it. And you're going to tell me or don't I'm... Don't try it, Jake. You can't kill me and you know it. Nope. I can't. Me and my boys can. And I'm giving you 24 hours to name those men and then we're coming to Dodge. There'll be blood spilt, Marshal. Jake, I give you my word, I don't know who did it. I don't believe you. I'll help you take your boy home now. Oh, go on back to Dodge. I'll manage here. You're making a bad mistake, Jake. 24 hours, Marshal. I'll be there. We'll find you wherever you'll be. Jake, I want... So long, Jake. There was no use arguing with him. The man's grief had destroyed his reason. And the worst of it was, I knew his sons would do whatever Jake told them to do. Unless I could stop it somehow, I'd have to shoot it out with three good and perfectly innocent men. For no reason at all. I thought about it all the way back to Dodge, and by the time I got there, I had an idea. I went up to Doc's and talked it over with him. Well, all right, Matt. I'll do whatever I can. It might not work, Doc, and... You'll be exposing yourself to a lot of danger. Have you thought about that? I have. I've also been thinking about the men who killed Hank with. Well, we could wait till they start spending their money or one of them gets drunk and maybe talks too much somewhere. We could. But meantime, you and the worst will have a gunfight. Oh, man, it'd be a terrible thing to let happen. All right, then, Doc, let's go. I want to get to the ranch before dark. Yeah, maybe Jake's cooled off by now. Enough not to start shooting on sight, anyway. Uh, we'll soon find out. Come on. You know, Matt, I haven't been out here since Mrs. Worth died. Oh, that must be four or five years ago. Well, the place sure has changed, hasn't it? Yeah. I don't see anybody around, do you? Maybe they saw us first. Maybe they're hit out. I hope not. See, Matt, I got an idea. Why don't you take your gun off and hang it around your saddle horn? Then they'll know you come peaceable. I can't take a chance like that, Doc. Not with Jake and his state. But I won't shoot unless I have to. He who lives by the sword. Look, Doc, I'm doing everything I can to avoid this thing. But I'll kill all three of them if I have to. All right, Matt. I understand. That's far enough, Marshal. Watch him, boys. If he makes a move, shoot. Yes, God. Jake, I came here to stop a shooting, not to start one. You can stop it, Marshal. 
Just tell me who killed my son. If I knew, I'd be on his trail, Jake. I'm not sure of that at all. What's Doc doing here? Tell him, Doc. Uh, I took the bullet out of Hank. He died soon after. What? That's right, Jake. Now, come down here where we can talk like friends, and I'll explain it to you. Stay where you are, boys. Yes, All right, Doc, let's hear it. Well, they they got me out of bed, Jake, and they led me out into the country. Hank had been shot in the back, and I extracted the bullet, but it was no use. He'd have died anyway. There were three men there, and I recognized one of them. Who was he? Well, I had to promise I wouldn't tell, Jake, or they'd have killed me. That don't matter now. Now, think about it a minute, Jake. Doc gave him his word. And you're asking him to break it. Now, think about it for a minute. I'm thinking. Thinking about my boy, too. Hank's dead. You can't help him now. Shot in the back. And the coward who did it's run free. You want to help get him, Jake? Don't ask fool questions, Marshal. Of course I want to get him. Now then listen to me. Those men told Doc if he talked, they'd kill him. Yeah, they meant it, too. All right, so I got an idea now, Jake. We'll spread it around that Doc has identified the killer. The news will reach him soon enough. In meantime, I'm going to lay low. And I'll have Chester tell everybody that I've ridden out after them. Now go on. Then we'll just wait. One or two or maybe all three of them will come into Dodge to kill Doc some night soon. You still might get away. And I'll deputize you and your boys right now and you can wait for them with us. You'll have to stay hidden like me, of course. Uh, we won't mind that. Now that we get a chance at them, we won't. All right, good. Yeah. Funny thing, though. What? man like Doc here, rather than break his word, he'll make himself a target for those killers. Yeah. Look, Jake, Doc and I are going to go back to Dodge now. I'll see that the story gets started, and in a day or two, you and your boys can ride in. But separately, though. Otherwise, it might cause talk. I understand. And come straight to Doc's. We'll get there. next few days, Doc never left his office. I figured that'd make him look scared and draw the killers right into our trap. The rest of us sat around in his back room and waited. Chester kept us supplied with food and coffee, but we began to get pretty restless cooped up like that. And by the fifth night, we were being real careful with one another and overpolite. But on the sixth night, about midnight, we got our game. Mr. Dillon? I think it's them. Where? They just rode up Front Street, three of them. They're tying up outside right now. They acted too deliberate like for ordinary riders, so I run up the back way to tell you. Doc, come on in. Uh, what do you want me to do, Matt? Take cover in here and stay out of sight. Yeah, whatever you say, Matt. Let's go downstairs and meet them, Marshal. No, we might just scatter them that way. Hmm. Now listen. One of them will probably stand guard on the street while the other two come up here to get Doc. Chester, you and the two boys go down the back way. Jake and I'll wait in the Doc's office. But don't jump that man while we go into action up here. Do you understand? I got it, sir. All right, then move fast. Come on, Jake. Now what? Now we'll just wait here in the dark. Good. I'll fix Doc's blanket on the couch here so they won't think he's in it. 
the stairs now. All right, get back in the corner, Jake, or we'll be shooting each other. Quiet now. And don't start shooting till I do. Doc, wake up, you lying dog. Oh, just shoot him and get out of here. What? Wait, he ain't here. What? Get your hands up. You're under arrest, both of you. It's a trap. You all right, Jake? I got one of them. I'm all right. Doc? Doc, you can come on out now. Uh, yeah, all, all right, man. Uh, They're dead. Light the lamp, will you, Doc? Uh, all right, yes, you better uh, light the lamp. Okay, Mr. Dillon? Yeah, come in, Chester. Well, we got him, Mr. Dillon. He tried to get away when he heard you up here, but he ran smack into one of the Worth boys. He's dead. Yeah. Well, I don't know either one of these men. Doc, you can tell us now, is one of these the man you recognize? Uh, let me see here. This one here. I remember later I treated him for a broken nose sometime back. I never did know his name, though. He, he came up on the, uh... Up the trail with a herd, I think. It don't matter now, as long as they're all dead. <laughs> oh, well. <clears throat> Bring the other bodies up, uh, Chester. I'll do the autopsies quick, and I'll get them out of here. <laughs> it's about time I got something out of all this. Okay, Doc. I'll fetch you. Well, Jake, uh, I'm satisfied, Marshal. Me and the boys will be getting back to the ranch now. Sure. Marshal, uh, I... Yeah? I doubted you. I'm sorry for that. Forget it, Jake. No. No, it's best I remember. Man shouldn't make mistakes like that. Well, there was no harm done. The way it worked out. Uh, I'll... Buy you a drink before we leave, Marshal? <laughs> I think I'd like that, Jake. Come on, let's go. Gunsmoke, under the direction of Norman MacDonald, stars William Conrad as Matt Dillon, U.S. Marshal. Tonight's story was specially written for Gunsmoke by John Meston, with music composed and conducted by Rex Corey. Featured in the cast were John Daner with Lawrence Dobkin and Harry Bartell. Parley Bear is Chester, Howard McNear is Doc, and Georgia Ellis is Kitty. Gunsmoke is heard by our troops overseas through the facilities of the Armed Forces Radio Service. Join us again next week as Matt Dillon, U.S. Marshal, fights to bring law and order out of the wild violence of the West in Gunsmoke. This is Roy Rowan speaking over the CBS Radio Network. All right. Doesn't get any better than that. Gunsmoke, word of honor, William Conrad is U.S. Marshal Matt Dillon. 
Great cast, January 10th, 1953, is heard on CBS. All right, Lisa, time for this month in music history, right? Right. We're going back to the 1990s. See if you recognize this song. Of course, you did tour with him. So. Oh, Black Sabbath? If no. One of this your is, other oh, tours. Bruce. Oh, right. my, my buddy. Right. Do you know what the name of um, I mean, you sang this, so you should know the song. Yeah, see, Bruce it's used to called. let me, when he was when his voice was a little hoarse, he'd, let me, he'd let me sing. Right. On tour. Right, sure. I know you traveled the world with him. Is this me, or is this him singing? Is this him, or is this, this me? Is, this is him, but aren't you in the background on this one? This is Secret Garden by Bruce Springsteen and Carl Amari, originally released in 1995, but Brownie Points. God, 1995. You know how good I probably looked back in 1995? No, I wish I knew you then, though. I mean, you what? <laughs> what did you say? I said, I wish I knew you then. Oh, I thought you said something else. Um, what did you say? That's what I said. Wait, 1995. Did I know you back then? I wasn't born yet. Oh. So this song gained popularity after being featured on what movie? Brownie um, points. I'm going to say, like, um, what movie? Yeah, that's what I said. Um, I'll give you a hint. The movie was 1996. Um, My Bodyguard? That was Whitney I mean, Houston. No, no. Yeah. No, this no? is definitely not a Whitney Houston okay, song. Okay, I don't know then. What movie? <laughs> Jerry Maguire, show me oh, the money. yeah. Jerry show Maguire. Show me the money. <sighs> I should have known that. I know. I'm like mad at myself right now. I'm mad at you too. I should have known that. Yeah. All right. That's a great movie if you haven't seen it's it. It's a good song too. It is. I mean, yeah, he sounds good. He sounds You sound good too. I can hear your voice in the background. It sounds really strong. No, thanks, Lisa. Yeah. It's nice when you compliment me once in a while. I know, it's so rare, right? (laughs) (laughs) All right, more of Hollywood 360 after this short break. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360. In our next hour, Harry Bartell stars on Escape from 1951. Plus, we'll play Is It Real or Is It Ridiculous? The Music Edition. And do we have some help? We do. Uh, We have somebody very special in the studio. I'm going to wait and introduce him when we begin the next hour. Oh, But he's in the studio with us. It's a big surprise. But we are... Yep. Hi, everyone. This is Meredith from the Senior Fitness with Meredith podcast, where I discuss all things for seniors. From fitness, your health and wellness journeys, how to be all over strong and beyond. I also have my mini podcast called Motivation with Meredith. It's a great, quick, motivational pick-me-up for your days. Join me. Listen now. Search for Senior Fitness with Meredith on your favorite podcast platform. <laughs> 